From technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution, a culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Today I'm being joined by J.P. Marcelino. J.P. leads the modeling and simulation strategy for Dell Technologies. Thank you so much for joining me today, J.P. Let's dive right in. Now let's dig into a few key areas for accelerating innovation. First, edge computing. How is the federal government using edge computing today, and what can we learn from the progress? So this is a great question um, because edge computing is one of the fastest growing segments across enterprise IT, and frankly, the federal government is no exception. But uh, before we get into the what, let's take a look at the impact industry analysts expect to see at the edge. Uh, For example, IDC predicts that there will be over 73.1 zettabytes generated from edge IoT devices by 2025. Gartner's predicting 75% of data will be created and processed outside of a traditional data center or cloud by 2025. Uh, the mobile economy is suggesting that there will be 1.8 billion 5G connections with top speeds up to 20 gigabits per second by 2025 as well. So there's definitely a lot of interest around edge computing. Uh, to better understand the rapid adoption of edge computing, uh, let's take a moment and discuss some of the underlying technologies. You know, as an industry, we've been talking about IoT for a while now, so having edge-connected devices isn't new. One of the primary drivers of edge explosion is 5G, uh, not just the faster connectivity to remote locations, even though it does provide that. It's more about the software definability of 5G. Software developers will have the opportunity to create applications or edge devices that can more easily connect and communicate over remote networks. Another interesting dynamic is the ability to get compute into smaller and smaller form factors, which, along with the proliferation of AI ML applications, allow the extraction of actionable intelligence from the vast amounts of data collected. When we think about edge computing against the backdrop of the federal government, there's a few instances of near-edge and far-edge use cases. One of the most valuable use cases, uh, as it provides additional capability to our warfighters, is to bring additional intelligence to the battlefield. Uh, There are numerous projects currently underway exploring how we can collect, collate, and disseminate better intelligence to forward deployed resources on the tactical edge. There are many similar types of use cases when we think about uh, agencies like Homeland Security, Customs and Border Patrol, uh, or other use cases uh, being able to be utilized by the federal government such as uh, vehicles like mail carriers, uh, to be mobile sensor platforms. These vehicles traverse virtually every road in America and can capture endless amounts of data, such as road conditions, weather, sound, uh, new construction. Uh, Our ability to collect and quickly action upon that kind of information is going to transform our our lives. The biggest lesson learned to this point is Uh, we have to design an edge implementation to process most of the data at the edge. Uh, There's both a bandwidth and latency concern that even 5G can't readily overcome in some instances. By having some intelligence at the edge, we can create an architecture where we can convert all that data into information locally. 
This allows us to take appropriate actions in a timely manner, limits our overall bandwidth utilization, and still allows us to centrally store and analyze the appropriate information from each edge location. A secondary lesson learned is ensuring you have designed a management architecture that allows the management of all of these edge devices. In many instances, these devices may sit in a low or no IT environment, and there has to be an effective mechanism for remote access and support. Uh, the third, and in some ways the most important, uh, is ensuring that you can securely uh, secure the edge devices and network. Every device that gets added to the network increases the attack surface exponentially. Uh, the edge is essentially the newest frontier for us and provides the opportunity to transform the way the federal government acquires, analyzes, and acts upon all of this data. Uh, here at Dell, we're excited to help with that journey. Okay, great. Now, AI is another key area for driving innovation and progress, as we know. How is the federal government maturing AI readiness and capabilities, and how are the industry partners supporting this progress? Well, the biggest area we've seen the government begin to mature is uh, within AIML is to understand the parallels within commercial areas of implementation. Um, work done in manufacturing and fleet management is already gaining a lot of ground. Uh, at its core, AI readiness revolves around you know, one's capabilities to unlock the value of this data to gain those actionable insights and achieve mission goals. Uh, as an example, Dell Technologies has worked with uh, our partners, Cloudera, NVIDIA, and GAI, to develop a solution that helps government agencies uh, utilize their data to help combat fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, insufficient IT infrastructure uh, could directly impact uh, the federal mission when it comes to tackling uh, fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, largely, this problem centers around uh, their data and the fact that most agencies and contractors don't have the specific software tools and compute power they need to organize this data, analyze it, and visualize it in order to attack this problem. Uh, all of these large data sets uh, used to take weeks or months to stitch together and analyze, uh, but um, being able to leverage uh, updated infrastructure and partner solutions, uh, we can process all this data in days, hours, or even in minutes uh, with uh, testing that could reveal a uh, a much larger improvement in workflows and a reduction in cost of uh, their infrastructure. You know, this one example is, uh, is a great showing of what partners are doing to support the federal government in its AI maturity. Uh, we can leverage uh, various software solutions optimized on hardware and infrastructure uh, to make it easier to scale an AI solution across a variety of use cases. Uh, such as natural language processing, vision-based AI solutions, and cyber, just to name a few. Uh, lastly, part of the growth and maturity in AI is the ability to increase the success of getting AI models to production. Uh, we can look to leverage tools for analytics, uh, federated learning, and MLOps uh, that can help accelerate the federal government's AI readiness to not only bring their solutions to production, but to also continuously train and monitor them monitor them throughout their AI lifecycle. You know, at Dell Technologies, we have that portfolio of hardware, uh, software, partners, and services that allow us to be a trusted advisor to the federal government to address their complete AI lifecycle needs. Okay, so now last question. Let's continue to look forward at a very interesting tech trend, the concept of digital twins. What is a digital twin and what do they help achieve? And are we going to see digital twins in the federal government? 
Sure. Uh, so it's a great topic. Um, such a, a digital twin is a, a virtual representation uh, that serves as a real-time uh, digital counterpart of a physical object or process. You know, this is really one of the most exciting areas of enterprise IT. Um, more specifically, a digital twin is essentially just a virtual model of pretty much anything. Uh, really, the only limit is uh, our imagination and the ability to write the software to represent that physical object. Uh, digital twins uh, is a way we can start to operationalize our data through uh, the convergence of various capabilities, uh, whether it's data services to enable data access, ingest, and management, uh, as well as establish the connection of that data between the real-world sensors and their virtual counterpart, um, integration to enable data access at an enterprise le level and across multiple digital twins, intelligence to provide services to handle that data and just analytics and AI capability, uh, user interfaces to provide the ability to interact and visualize that data, uh, management uh, to provide system uh, and ecosystem uh, capabilities, and then trustworthiness from a security, safety, and reliability standpoint. Uh, to give you an example, Dell Technologies has worked uh, really closely with McLaren Racing to develop digital twin modeling that re represents uh, race cars and track conditions in a digital environment. Uh, they're able to bring model changes to elements of the car, like increased weights, drag and other design features and see how it impacts the performance of the vehicle in a digital environment. Uh, this saves them a ton of time and money versus uh, fabricating and implementing these changes in a physical environment. Uh, we can utilize the concept of digital twins across thousands of use cases within the federal government. Uh, one that readily comes to mind is the development, testing and training uh, of weapon systems. Uh, most modern warfare systems are being developed with the digital twin in mind. Uh, in fact, some are even using digital models and in initial proof of concepts. The inclusions of sensors and systems to capture, analyze, and act upon the data in a secure manner are key design criteria uh, that must be included in the foundational architecture of the system. Historically, we focused on the data at rest, but the movement of data and ensuring we have the right data in the right place and at the right time is essential to oper operationalize your data. In some ways, digital twins are one of the outcomes of this new digital infrastructure. Uh, it relies on a multi-cloud architecture to make it easy to deploy and manage, uh, 5G and edge for connectivity, AI and machine learning to make sure there's actionable intelligence from the data, zero trust to ensure it is secured and professional services to ensure it is deployed and consumable as a service. Uh, here at Dell, we're committed to helping all federal customers acquire and master these capabilities. Well, great. This was great information, JP. Thank you so much for joining me today. No, I'm glad to, glad to be here. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.fedhealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated.